Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And today we are going to be talking about minute number 56. Now, I don't have anything to start the show on this week. I, I used all that up last week. <laughs> As you often do. <laughs> I know, I should I should learn to spread it out, spread the wealth. But there's like so much on my mind, like pent up, that I have to like tell everything on our first episode of the of the recording. I'm breaking the illusion again of... I know. <laughs> now people are going to know, oh, they, they record like two or three of them all at once. <laughs> So how about we get right into it? That sound good? Sounds good to me. So our minute begins as the sleigh lands on the roof of the townhouse where Cornelia and Miss Tucker live. And we clearly see that Joe is not driving the sleigh. This is all Santa. So I know we were talking about that a little bit last week, how the comic book had Joe in control. Mm -hmm. Did Joe fly to the townhouse in the comic as well? Or was it just like later? Um, no, this they did not go to that previous house, oh, the one we saw right. in Minute and 55. They went straight to this house in the comic book. I gotcha, book. that's right, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we see Cornelia asleep in her bed. Yep. It's really dark, so we don't get a good look at too many details in Cornelia's bedroom. But just hang in there, guys. We do get a couple really good shots at all the detail of Cornelia's room later in the movie. Right. But what we do see, she's in a she's in bed. <laughs> she has <laughs> nightstands on either side of her bed with lamps on either side. Yeah. And it looks like there are Christmas cards set up around the lamps. Yeah. On either side of her bed. They must she, be from friends, huh? They I guess they'd have to be. She has no family, so it would have to be their like people friends. from school, like the teacher. Yeah. One's from Miss Tucker. <laughs> yeah, one's from Miss Tucker, one's from her dance teacher. <laughs> She clearly likes horses, so maybe she has a... uh... Well, we don't clearly see that yet, do we? Uh, Yeah, you can see her horses in the background of the... Of her room. No, I'm going... I'm in the going more by... high-def version. I know. You have to rub in the fact that you, you're looking at the high-def <laughs> version on your computer. And I'm stuck looking at the DVD version where it's so dark. But one thing I do see is that she's uh, cuddled with a stuffed animal. And to my eyes, it looks like a dog, a Dalmatian. Yes, that's what it looks like to me as well. And we do see another animal when she mm-hmm. wakes up here in just a couple of seconds. Where it looks like a floppy-eared bunny rabbit. Yeah, a huge one. I mean, that thing is big. The big bunny. Okay, I know, I know I'm going to be skipping ahead, but so is the movie, to be fair. But what do you think these animals are stuffed with if uh, they got, if she got them from the toy manufacturer that she probably got them from? Oh, I don't even want to know. I mean, I, I hope she's... I really... Maybe... I, I'm glad the bunny is at the foot of her bed. I'm hoping that maybe that Dalmatian is not from where we think she may have gotten it from. Let's just put it there because she's cuddling with it. So hopefully it isn't from where we think it could be from. I like how we pretend (laughs) that (laughs) our audience is experiencing the movie for the first time. (laughs) Anyone who (laughs) liked this movie enough to listen to us talk about it every week (laughs) is experiencing the movie for the first time and doesn't want anything spoiled. They're They're only watching it. They only watch the one minute we talk about. Yep. That'd be quite an interesting way to experience a movie for the first time. We should try it. 
like find somebody else's movie by yeah. minute podcast of a movie we haven't seen. Uh huh. <laughs> just watch the one minute they talk about each time they talk about it. So Cornelia must be a really light sleeper because we hear a, like a little little thump mm-hmm. that wouldn't have wouldn't have woken me up during the night. I would have thought all <laughs> the cat either. like the cat must have knocked something over. Who cares <laughs> if it would have even woke me up at all? Mm-hmm. Even in the movie, it's so subtle. It's like I didn't even realize. This was something to that I should even be paying attention to. And I just have to say that she is a, a, a brave little girl for getting up to go investigate. Like, if our son heard something like that, you know, heard like a kathunk out in the other side of the, the room, he would not be going to go check it out. You know Especially what I mean? in New York City in the 80s. No, no, nope, 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 nope. Like, crawling go under the this. bed. <laughs> But, you know, to be fair to Cornelia, you know, it is Christmas Eve. So That's she true. thought, oh, this is my chance to catch yeah. a glimpse of the big guy. Yeah, maybe. But I still, you, I, I think you'd still want to be cautious. You know? I wouldn't be awoke enough to remember that it was Christmas Eve, even when I was a kid. <laughs> if something woke me up in the middle of the night, I wouldn't have any idea what day it was, what time it was, what was going on. This movie would be very different if Cornelia picked up the phone and called the police. <laughs> yes. So, so that very light thump that we heard that woke up Cornelia. We see that the noise was caused by Joe, who somehow knocked over a lamp. Maybe that. Maybe as soon as they got poofed into the living room, Joe's like was a little disoriented and like swung his arm around and knocked a lamp over. Yeah. Well, oh, the book. She's taking out the book, guys. It must be explained. It's in the book. In the darkened living room, Joe was hastily picking up a lamp. He had accidentally knocked it over while staring in wonder at the huge wood-paneled space around him and the 15-foot-high Christmas tree standing in the middle of it. The tree was a work of art, covered with exquisite blown glass ornaments and shining angel hair until it looked like a vast glowing spun sugar confection and then he says hey i'm sorry i didn't see the and then poof the lights turn on so yeah santa's like doing the hand gesture like quiet quiet down yeah it's funny how uh i i think we have audio of carrie bringing up this (laughs) this tree Mm-hmm. where in this obviously in the book and the script they were intending it to be this majestic work of art this wonderful beautiful christmas tree but when you see it on screen in the movie it's like what happened to this tree <laughs> i know it's huge but what's it covered with it looks like it's covered in fake cobwebs like you buy at spirit <laughs> halloween store <laughs> putting yeah. a haunted house <laughs> i <laughs> i i don't know what they were thinking i don't know if because they said it was covered with angel hair, which I'm going to assume is what we would call tinsel. Like, Maybe. you know, like the reflective tinsel that you put. We don't because we have cats, but that people put on trees. And maybe they were, they thought that angel hair looked like what it looks like <laughs> in the movie. Let's have Carrie Kheim explain to us about the tree. Where the Christmas tree is like decorated, it's like a, it looks like I, mean, I don't know if this is something rich people did in the eighties, but the so Christmas was, tree looks like it's just cake with like <laughs> fake spider web type. So stuff. I was literally just about to mention this <laughs> is that my mom and I were like this this tree is hideous like, and again we are thinking 
is this like a rich person's tree thing? Is this a British thing? Because we'd already had an incident with my school uniform costume where they were like, what sort of caps do children wear in America? And we're like, yeah, none, none. What are you talking about? And we later figured out what a tradition that is for British schools. Um, but we thought this tree was absolutely horrible. And at some point we finally said that to someone and everyone turned to us and they were like, we thought this was what American trees were. We thought someone had created an authentic American tree. You're telling me this isn't normal for American? And we're like, no, this is a horror show. And they're like, that's disgusting. What is, so, and again, we all then decided like, well, of course, BZ has the tackiest, like probably brought in some kind of tinsel fire hose to, <laughs> yeah, it was a flocked Christmas tree. It was the worst, the worst. We defended American taste as it were by saying by, by confirming for everyone on set no no not not a traditional american christmas tree that is that is that is an abomination is what that is we'll get some better glimpses at the tree i don't know if it's this particular minute or next minute they sort of run together in my head mm -hmm. but there there's an ornament on this ball like there's a close-up shot with joe on one side cornelia on the other and you see all these really gaudy uh, Christmas ornaments. And one of them looks exactly like a disco ball. It does. Keep, so keep your eye. Oh, oh, you already knew what I was talking about. <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, dial it back just a little bit because click. The lights turn on. Cornelia has a big smile on her face as she sees Santa Claus himself standing in her living room. Her living room, by the way, obviously Miss Tucker or Cornelia is a really big fan of star of stage and screen John Lithgow because his picture is all over this living room. There are at least two of them on top of the old tube TV. There's a couple on the mantle behind Santa. Uh, we don't see it in full, but I assume that's a giant painting of John Lithgow hanging above the fireplace. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It definitely looks like it. Uh, it's a possibility. <laughs> let me let me see what John Lithgow was up to in 1985. What what Cornelia and Miss Tucker would have been big fans of? Give me give me one second. Maybe they're big Broadway fans. Yeah, maybe they go to the theater a lot. I, I, yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me with a. Uh, with Miss Tucker in her masterpiece theater, so maybe they like. I love that Lithgow. Oh, he's. A... <laughs> Mm -hmm. All right, well, <laughs> I guess we can drop the act because the movie is... This was supposed to be a big, uh, big reveal later in the movie. Yeah. And I do wonder if somebody during the course of production and the filming of these scenes realized it like midway. Because as the minute progresses, like more and more glare from lights are reflecting off the picture frames of uh, John Lithgow. <laughs> Yeah, I, and it, this is also a thing where I don't know. I know that we're going to go ahead here because that's how we do things. But um, I am 90% sure that when they filmed this section of the movie and when they filmed the f following Christmas, um, that it is the same exact tree, same everything. They just rearranged the furniture so I don't know if maybe these pictures weren't supposed to be in this particular scene. 
but they were in like the living room decor so they were put there you know with the set decorations and it was filmed out of order so they didn't realize that it was there and wasn't supposed to be as as obvious you know like i know that we have had him before before the big reveal in the dining room as well but it was a little bit i think maybe this might be a little overkill for not knowing what's going on yet well maybe they maybe at this point in while they were filming they weren't sure exactly when bz was going to be introduced right that could be it too yeah and it, this is just how things were edited into place right we, we we don't know but anyway and you wouldn't nobody would know this or probably even notice if they were watching it the first time through i don't and think go I, like oh hey it's it's uh it's bz i don't think i ever picked up on this at all until way later on in life you know when i yeah. watched this as a kid i never noticed granted i was watching it on a vhs that was recorded off from the tv so the quality was not the best <laughs> but um i i definitely did not notice pictures of bz all over the house you know before knowing who he was no i don't think i even noticed until that 25th anniversary dvd came out or maybe it was yeah. the 20th anniversary it was one of the dvd releases where it was finally widescreen and it actually mm -hmm. filled your screen on your widescreen tv yeah remember the first dvd release it was in widescreen but it was still formatted for a square tv yes. so you had to keep zooming in <laughs> yes yeah so it's like so you'd have the black bars on the top and the bottom and on each side so it was like trying to watch santa claus the movie through a keyhole yeah it was horrible <laughs> So Cornelia walks towards Santa, looks up at him. She's in awe. Are you him? Are you Santa Claus? Santa's next line is uh, pretty interesting. Santa goes, Boy, I hate it when this happens. So this definitely implies that this happens to Santa on a regular basis. Right. So I'm wondering if when... Um stories and songs have been written about him over the past if they were uh told by the children that have seen him oh that would make sense you know because clearly kids have seen him before by this one line so maybe that's how these stories have you know been created and why they're relatively consistent and an another thing that is consistent to the universe of this movie mm -hmm. which seems to be unique in santa lore is like the very next thing santa only addresses cornelia as little girl like hello little girl whereas i feel like any other santa would say oh hello cornelia right here's your christmas present yes it is me cornelia yes this yeah, santa it... just seems to be going through the motions like oh i'm at this house a, a kid lives here who asked for this i guess <laughs> this is present nyc.25632 <laughs> it doesn't really feel like santa has any connection to the kids you know no, no it doesn't because that, that's something that makes all the other movie santas you know really really charming and relatable it's like oh he knows every he knows me like i'm his own kid Mm -hmm. Whereas this one was like, hey, kid, yeah. what's your name? Yeah, I'm, I'm Santa. You may have heard of me. <laughs> yeah, in this movie, it really doesn't seem like he knows anything about any of the children. It's just, it's just, these are the kids 
and these are gifts that kids would play with and unless you write to me you're just going to get whatever is on the shelf you know and, and if you don't if you don't write to me like joe has a you don't get anything right <laughs> yeah you're clearly. not even on my radar right so that's that's the other thing so in in most movies that have to do with santa if the kid doesn't ask for anything from santa he still gets a gift from santa and even at the beginning of this movie kids who didn't write in were getting gifts but now later on yeah the writing in was more for special requests or like you know i really want this music box right well and and when he started people they were writing with like charcoal sticks so like I guess over time they were like, well, if you don't write in, you don't get anything. Right. <laughs> like, it was that a way of cutting down on production? Like, we don't have time to make a gift for every kid. So Good we can we only did- make them for the ones that write in, you know? And then, so if you didn't write in, tough noogies, you don't get a gift. Good thing we did that. Good thing this didn't occur to us last minute, or we would have had like a ninety-minute episode about <laughs> minute fifty-five. This literally just popped into my head. <laughs> That's a really good point. I know it's just mind-boggling, isn't it? it is, there's so many plot holes that you don't realize or questions. Because, because you know, say what you will about the Tim Allen Santa, the fact that he can look at a kid and like know everything, mm-hmm. or look at anyone mm-hmm. and like you know the, that warmth. It's like, and you know, even though we love David Huddleston as Santa, it's like right. I I wish we could have seen that. It's like. Like, even meeting Joe for the first time or meeting Cornelia here, you know, like, some, like, I already know you. You Like, I've Mm -hmm. been visiting your house for years. Right. Sort of thing. And once again, something that never really occurred to us watching the movie in real time. It's just, like, when we slow it down like this in the world of podcasting, that was like, hey, wait a minute. So he hands Cornelia a box now, and she asks... Yes, in the book, it's actually, is that my dolly? So I'm going to assume that was another um, script uh, improv that Carrie probably did to make it seem a little bit more age appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's already kind of stretching our, <laughs> stretching our, what am I trying to say? Like disbelief? Yeah, yeah. That, you know, usually they, I, I don't want to say usually, but around Cornelia's and Joe's age is tend when when kids stop believing in Santa you know they kind of tend to age out of it a little bit and uh what they're asking for aren't usually toys and (laughs) stuff like that yes I I wanted an I wanted a Nintendo where's my Game Boy Santa (laughs) right this is what 1983 is that with the timeline we're in right now yep we're we're Christmas (laughs) eve of 1983 you know she probably asked for a well she may have asked for a cabbage patch kid i mean those are pretty in style yeah that's a pretty small box for a cabbage patch kid remember they came in those big bulky boxes well i didn't say that's what she got i said that maybe Uh, (laughs) she asked for she got that peeing wedding one that uh puffy created (laughs) oh geez anyway yeah yeah it's weird that cornelia at her age which is you know probably 11 or 12 Mm mm-hmm um would be asking for dollies for christmas and it's especially weird considering who cornelia's step uncle is mm-hmm. he's you know, okay i'm not i'm not gonna you guys know it's <laughs> bz who runs a toy company <laughs> why is she asking santa for dolls 
Well, like in the book, she talks about, I think it was a way back when we first met her. She talked about how uncomfortable she was living in such a, a, a lifestyle where everything was just handed to her. And that she didn't want things that were just handed to her. But Santa is just handing it to her. <laughs> you know, I, I know this is skipping way ahead, but hey, let's just go with it. We're, we're this deep in. I wonder, you know, there is a minute much later in the movie, and I'm sure we'll get there when we get there. Where you you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna talk about? I have no idea what you're talking about yet. San, it, it's in Cornelia's <laughs> room. I think it's when she's writing a letter to Santa saying Joe's in trouble. Yeah. And there is a like a creepy clown. Oh yes. Or some sort of doll. Yeah. We've been trying to figure out what this doll on Cornelia's uh, um, in her room I, in yeah. her room is for the longest time. And I'm, now I'm wondering: is this is that the doll Santa's giving her in the box in this scene? Because we don't actually see the doll. We don't see her open the doll the next day. No, no. Maybe. Because uh, this box, uh, we'll get to it next minute as well, but keep your eye on this box. <laughs> I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger. I'm not going not gonna to spoil what I'm going to talk about next minute. So we clearly see Santa handing Cornelia the box. We clearly see Cornelia holding the box and asking, is this my doll? And all while this is going on, Joe is setting the lamp he knocked over back up again. And this is when Cornelia catches a glimpse of Joe and asks, What are you doing here? Box is gone. So uh, <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Uh, the mystery box. Uh, come back next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sa- Santa like looks back and forth. and is like, You two know each other. Mm-hmm. And if you if you subscribe to my all-knowing Santa, he's just, he's just playing dumb right now. He's like, What? Well, so this, but then, okay, so I know your, your magical globe theory, okay, but if he already knows that Cornelia and Joe know each other, then doesn't he know her name is Cornelia? Like, doesn't he already know about her if he's using his magical globe to put them together? Maybe he's bad with names. <laughs> Maybe your magical globe theory is just not really working out in this movie. <laughs> I know maybe you Sa- want it to may- work. Maybe but... Santa was really, really fascinated by Patch inventing a snow globe in 1982. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> I've been delivering these for hundreds of years. <laughs> Well, I've seen hundreds of these, and Patch made one all by himself with no reference. <laughs> They're in every souvenir shop. Nobody else has weighed in on my, my snow globe no. theory, so uh, so I may be alone on this one. <laughs> so anyway, Joe says... Oh, sort of. I'm Cornelia. I'm Joe. And then Santa, you know, has to chime in. Like, don't forget I'm here. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, it's a great pleasure to meet you. In the book, it doesn't go quite like that, but I'm glad they changed the wording in the movie because then in the book, it doesn't really come out that great because um, Cornelia says, I'm Cornelia, glanced down, stopping again, suddenly shy. And then I'm Joe, he said, pushing his hands into his pockets, equally self-conscious. And then... I'm in a hurry, Santa said, <laughs> wanting to get back to work. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, it's definitely a little more charming how it played out in the movie. It's like, <laughs> he's just tapping his watch. He's like, come on. All right, kids, I got work to do. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. Come on. It's yeah, hilarious. And then, uh, what a jerk. <laughs> Cornelia glanced at Santa, remembering suddenly who else she had surprised in her living room and remembering her manners as well. (laughs) Seeing Joe just made her completely think about, forget that Santa was sitting right next to her. (laughs) Until Santa's like, can we move this along? I'm in a hurry. You know how many presents I have to deliver tonight? Stop yapping, kids. Stop stop making the goo-goo eyes at each other. Some of us have to work, you know. <laughs> we have stuff to do. <laughs> so oh. I'm glad they changed it. Because <laughs> the way he said, I'm Santa Claus, was a lot more playful and like... Yes, exactly. You know. Then Cornelia, like, went, like just in the book, like realizes, mm-hmm. oh, Santa's in here, in the room with us too. And she goes, oh, it's a great honor to meet you. Our minute cuts off. Maybe she's going to say Santa. I don't know. Maybe. I know we'll what she's going find out says. next minute. I know what she's going to say. Do you? <laughs> You're talking to the audience like, can you help us solve this mystery? <laughs> and the one listener who's just watching it one minute at a time is like, no, I don't. <laughs> You've already ruined too many things already. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up minute number 56. Anything else to add, Ben, before we uh, <laughs> wrap it up for this minute? No, I don't think so. So I'm just looking at the still frame. I have the clip up on my screen of Cornelia going, oh, it's a great honor. You get a good glimpse of the disco ball in between the two of them in this shot. And off to the viewer's right-hand side of Cornelia, what is that ornament of? It looks like a little figurine with arms and legs and a head, but it's all shiny. It looks like it's a dog hanging from its head. Maybe it's a kid (laughs) hanging from its head. You know, like the ornament hook thingy is on the top of its head. Yeah, and the, the little the round arms part looks... and the little feet are sticking out like, dee Yeah, the, the round part looks like a shiny Christmas ball. And then there's like a like a little body that goes down and little legs and little arms sticking out, maybe wearing a scarf. Oh, is it, a, is it an astronaut? Is it like a little kid astronaut? Because it has like a little, it kind of, at first I thought it might be a little cape, but then... Um, maybe it's like little oxygen tank on the back and like the front of that ball looks kind of black. So maybe that's like a, you know, like tinted visor, little hands, like a little astronaut kid. Judging by the decor of the rest of the living room, I'm surprised that the tree isn't decorated with uh, BZ faces. They should just be BZ logo ornaments all Oh yeah, like branding. I want to do that. (laughs) Make a BZ tree. Yeah. A John Lithgow tree. Just make a I'm whole sure he'd be bunch. flattered. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a whole bunch of uh, BZ faces and BZ logos all over the tree. <laughs> we need to do that. Oh, geez. People would think, people would come into our house and go, like, man, they really like John Lithgow. Well, maybe it could be like a little tree, you know, like those four foot trees, you know, like novelty wise, <laughs> not like a full eight foot tree. So, Ben, if anybody uh wants to write in to us where, where can they contact us how can they contact how can they contact us well they they, they need to know <laughs> well they can reach us at santa minute on facebook instagram or twitter 
or you can send us an email at santa by the minute at gmail.com and we check them all all the time <laughs> like daily it's like <gasps> maybe this time we got an email <laughs> we're like when charlie brown goes out to the mailbox if he got a valentine <laughs> oh yeah so just picture sad ben and john <laughs> We're walking down to the mailbox. Ben, you put the Peanuts music in here. <laughs> All right, let's see if we have any emails today from our listeners. <laughs> now we're gonna, now maybe maybe we'll get some pity fan mail now. <laughs> pity messages. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> we Ben and I, as you probably know, post a brand new episode. But if you don't, we post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And you can listen to any of those episodes, even the brand new ones. Absolutely. 100%. For free!